Hello guys, how's it going? Karamo Cisse here, and this is episode two of the Trenches podcast. I've been lucky enough to actually have a little chat with somebody called Ross Barrows. Now, a few lads who probably played with me at Halifax will know of Ross and will know how highly rated he definitely is at his his time at Halifax. And how's it going, Ross? Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. It's been obviously it's been a while, uh, but no, it's good. It's good to be in. Good to chat. That's great. So how's football and things? Uh, a bit frustrating at the minute. Uh, obviously with everything that's going on. I mean, I'm on mm. furlough. I'm on furlough at the minute, unfortunately, from the club mm. uh, due to the due to finance, financial situation. Yeah. What's going on in the world? But no, life's good though. It's been a good couple of years, and it's it's been a good season to be fair. I've got out of it what I, what I kind of needed to. That's that's great. Too. That's great. Too. Now. For those who don't know Ross, now, like I just said earlier, Ross was someone who was very highly lit, very highly rated at Halifax. Now, some of you may know, some of you won't know. I had the youth team spell at a club called FC Halifax Town, where Ross was actually, when I come in, a, f- a, first, a first year pro. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ross? Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. yeah. So, a lot of the coaches over there used to actually use Ross as an example, you know, someone who was dedicational, Someone who was always motivated to play to the best, and someone who always put 100% in. Now, if we go right, right, right back to you know the early days, I don't know if you can remember Ross, but what's your first footballing memory? First footballing memory, jeez, yeah. uh, probably with being at school, really playing with yeah, playing with playing with friends at school, really. Mm. Uh, that that was the main way I kind of got into football. We used to play football at school, and then one of the teachers, uh, her husband was linked with a club, uh, okay. like a grassroots club, and said, like, they're starting a new team. Mm. So, like, a load of the, my mates from school went down, and, and that's how I ended up getting into playing football properly, really, into a what, team. What age was that? Like, wrong, what age was that? That was probably about six years old. Yeah, oh, so we, were like, we were, like, six years old. So, we were, like, an under-sevens team. Mm-hmm. But we, we played in the under-eights league, because there weren't okay. enough teams in the under-sevens, yeah. so... We played like in the under eights league, all being under sevens, and we got battered every week. But <laughs> honestly, we did. But we just used to love it, and um, our parents literally used to cheer when yeah. we crossed the halfway line. <laughs> like serious, honestly. And I still remember to this day when we scored our first goal. Honestly, the parents. Wait, 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 wait. This first goal celebrated as if you guys won the league or something. Yeah, like honestly, the parents <laughs> were going bonkers. <laughs> like, it, it was crazy because we were so young and obviously at that age you can tell the age difference quite yeah, a lot definitely. and we were just like the parents were just going ballistic and all, <laughs> the opposition teams were like why, why you're, you're losing that? you're losing 5-0 6-0 <laughs> but you just scored it's like it's the first goal we scored all season <laughs> You know what I mean, That's but hilarious. no, it was it was good. It's good memories to to think back to that, and I know yeah. my my mum and dad talk about it a lot. Definitely, like their, definitely. their first memory as well of me playing. So it's even, good one to keep. Even then, like because obviously when you when you're younger, you mainly just play for fun. Now, when when would you say you actually thought to yourself, Do you know what? I think I can go far in football. I think I can. This is definitely something I can pursue and see how far it can get me. I think it's one of them. I mean, when I was what. Under eight, under nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I used to go to a soccer school uh, with a guy called Tony Dawes. Okay. He uh, used to play for Sheffield United. He used to have oh. like a soccer school. Really? He's now the, the youth team manager at Scunthorpe. He's been there years now. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, went to his, his soccer school and, and things like that and ended up being picked up at a tournament. I played at a local grassroots tournament and oh. a scout picked me up and they didn't actually go there to watch me. 
Oh, he went okay. there to watch another one of my teammates. Oh. Uh, but I'd just done well on the day, really, in the tournament and scored quite a few goals and they invited me up on trial. Was this also for Scunthorpe or was this No, this this was for Sheffield United. This oh, Sheffield United, okay. So oh, that's ridiculous. Like so, eight years old, nine years old. So, so. You, you got your first like little stint in academy football around eight years old. That's quite early, that. Yeah, eight, yeah eight, nine years old. So went on went on trial there. Uh, and now, how long was you on trial there for? I was there for about six weeks. Uh, it was one of them environments, though, where you kind of, if your face didn't fit, yeah, you kind of weren't. They kind of knew who they wanted there. Do you know what I mean? From such a young age. Wait, are you talking? You of, had... Are you talking of ability or? Yeah, you're talking of ability and kind of. I mean, you will. Everyone says coaches don't have favorites, but they do, mm. and you can see the ones who they kind of thought was really good, who had potential mm. and stuff like that. Spent a lot of their time with. That's even ridiculous, from, though, like, at nine. a young age, though. Yeah, even from, like, nine years old, yeah. So, oh. um, was playing games and stuff like that. And uh, I remember I was on holiday in Scotland. Yeah. Uh, seeing some family. And okay. got, a te- got a text through saying, oh, obviously, we've got a game and everything. And my dad told me, and I was like, I want to play. I want to play. Mm. Uh, so, my dad was like, oh, look, we're on holiday, but we'll come down for the game. Okay. So, I set off, set off with my dad on the day, and we drove five hours back down wow. to Sheffield. Wow. I played 15 minutes. 15? I only played 15 minutes. I'd scored as well. Uh, and then they pulled us into a meeting after. Okay. And they told me I didn't want it enough. So they didn't sign me. But wait, wait. I, I don't... That, 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 that sort of stuff baffles me because, one, you're eight years old. Yeah. What do you actually have to show that... You want that it. You want it? Like, that doesn't... That really doesn't make any yeah. sense to me at all. And, and, and you scored in 15 minutes itself. That sounds that sounds like, exactly. like a quite short period. And it's the fact that we we travelled five hours as well down to play. And they knew he was in Scotland. <laughs> think, yeah, and I think it kind of shows the fact that. But, I mean, I was in absolute tears after. And I was obviously broken. Yeah, uh, some things people... Things like that. And, but my dad just said, look, like, it's not the end of the world. Don't worry about it. And, yeah. and we just went, went back to play my grassroots team where my... Uh, my well, the manager ended up leaving who I was mm. there with. So okay. My dad and my best friend's dad, who suddenly, well, recently just unfortunately passed away, uh, unfortunately with with health issues and things like mm-hmm. that, which is which is horrible for me. And it, but I've still got so many great memories, which is kind of good that I get to speak about this. Yeah. Uh, my best friend Ashley Cooper, who was he was like my best mate through school, yeah, like, whole way through school, and it was my dad and his dad who kind of took over as managers because wow. like otherwise the team would have folded. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So they had us from like nine years old. Uh, and did he? So, did he? Actually, did your dad then actually go on to you know coach his team for quite a while, right until like uh, the teenagers and things? Or... Well, no, he he kind of took over for about two years. Oh, okay. Uh, my my best mate's dad and, and my dad and we had some good memories together. I mean, we went to Butlins like it's like a big massive kids football tournament. Oh, okay. Uh, where we had a, a lot of memories there. I still remember to this day we played in a tournament and my dad. My dad shout. We had a corner. And my dad just shouted to me like, "Ross, back post." I was like, "What?" He was like, "Back post." So I just ran to the back post, and the ball came to me, and I scored. I was like, "What?" I was like, "Shot to the end." You know that? No, honestly, when I hear when I hear these sort of memories from when um, people played when they were younger, like I, I honestly I enjoyed them a lot because I can from their voices I can really like hear like. The fun and the 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 memories, like how 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 much they loved football back then. It was like, don't get me wrong, yeah. I, I can guessing you most you still love football now, but like back then, it's just so much more different to what it is now. No, definitely. I mean, there, there's 
you don't think about anything else apart from just kicking a ball and playing with a smile on your face. Exactly, but, exactly. I think sometimes it's good to talk about these old memories because it makes you some. Sometimes you get lost in mm-hmm. in, in football, and I think yeah. it's good to think back to realize why you do play mm-hmm. uh, and, that's like that, and that love for it. So, but no, it was it was really good. And then from then on, I think from obviously with going to the Tony Jones Soccer School, he he was at Scunthorpe and he invited me up there and wanted to sign me. So ah, okay, what age was this at then? Still at eight? So, so no, this was now like under tens. Oh, okay. So we just had our last season under nines uh, yeah. with my grassroots team, and we kind of made the decision then that obviously my dad was going to stop managing and we yeah. were going to go to Scunthorpe. Oh, that's great! Um, so I ended up ended up signing there at under ten. Oh, so um, like, was it? Did you not? Did you not end up doing no, a six week trial or anything? No, I didn't. They I wanted didn't. you straight in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you was a real deal as a kid. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was mainly because obviously with. Tony Dawes, who was like the academy manager there. Yeah, he had already seen you play. He'd already yeah. seen me play, and yeah, and, and was he knew I'd been at Sheffield United and, uh, and things like that. So that's great. It was kind of just straight in, really. When um when you come into Scunthorpe, like obviously Scunthorpe is an academy. Now academy yeah. football is definitely a lot more different to grassroots football. Now it's for me, it's the it's how you fit into um academy football from grass from grassroots football now as a player coming into an academy system how was it did you find it quite tough development wise coming up I against new players or we had a really really good grassroots team I mean okay. before I signed for Scunthorpe we actually played them in a friendly oh. uh, which was I think was probably kind of a little trial game for me as well yeah <laughs> I think but uh, and we actually I think we only lost 2-1 or something like that or we might have even beat them to be fair I'm not that's, 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 remember. that's a decent score so we that's had like cool. a a really good side. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really too hard for for me to adapt to, mm. uh, which was kind of helpful. It kind of did help my development. And then I think my dad, with my dad being my coach and my best mate's dad as well, it, yeah, they were really good with us at such a young age. They <laughs> developed us very good technically, which obviously was probably the difference within academy football. Yeah, but I think the hardest thing I found was kind of the social side at that age. What do you mean? It's kind of going into a new club. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of the players who were there kind of knew each other from because it was in the area. Yeah. So oh, with that's us a good being point. in Sheffield, yeah, we yeah. were kind of like the only ones there. But yeah, it was funny because obviously my best mate Ash, uh, he ended up signing as well the same summer. Wait, 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 wait. So you played with Ash in Sunday League. Yeah, and then you've like gone on to old. sign for Scunthorpe, and then he's also gone on to sign for Scunthorpe. Yeah, it was about six weeks later. That's something ridiculous. Like that. Wow, that's the first time I've heard something like that. Yeah, and uh, it was funny because I'd still not got my training kit. So when <laughs> obviously when he when found that he'd signing, I used to, we used to message him like, he'd yeah. just like, oh, what colour kit are you wearing for training? So make sure we're on the same team and stuff like that. <laughs> just because we knew we wanted to kind of be together. That was uh, most definitely a confidence boost then, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. to have someone there. And it helped, I think, both our parents out as well. Yeah, that's like, With the travelling and we used to take it in turns and, and things like that, which was good. No, I think when we had kind of the two there together, it kind mm-hmm. of made things a lot easier and we settled in, settled in really well. But I mean, I've got so many good memories of being there from, from such a young age. And my coach from when I was 11, yeah, he's now my boss who I work for coaching. Oh, wow. What the hell? Yeah. And, he, and he, that's, you see, is that's another thing. You surprised me again. Things like that, I just find like crazy. I'll be so real. I'm not really in contact with like any old coaches that I've had in my in in my past clubs and things like that. And to hear that, you know, 
you the same coach you had from 11 year 11 years old is your boss now and you guys are still in contact with each other like, I, I still find that ridiculous wow that's crazy yeah like it, it is it is crazy and he, he's probably the best one of the best coaches i've ever had i mean oh, i won't be where too. i won't be where i am now uh, if it wasn't if it for him. Him, which i'll probably explain a, a little bit later on but but yeah so <laughs> was in an academy from from 10 to as a striker and then to, to under 15 yeah i was gonna go and, i'm gonna stop you there sorry right because did you did I just hear the word did I just hear the word striker come out your mouth? Honestly, no word of a lie. This is one thing me and my old coach, okay. my boss now, really do laugh about. Yeah. Um, I was once told when I was younger. Yeah. It cringes me out to this day. I hate it, but Go on. he always winds me up and says it. So Tony Dawes, okay. my old manager, who's my boss now, he played me centre midfield and right okay. midfield. Okay. And they kind of imagine came over and said, Why are you playing him there? <laughs> And he was like, well, because he, he plays well. And he's like, well, he's going to be the next Billy Sharp. Because <laughs> <laughs> Billy Sharp was at Scunthorpe at yeah, the time. I knew it. <laughs> and now I'm playing wait, full centre-half. Wait, what the hell? How, wait, how how long did you play striker for then? Like, that's... Oh, mate, from, uh, from like eight I years old to always about 12. Now. I assumed you you had, I, I, what I assumed was, okay, cool. He played as a winger as a kid, and then obviously, he must have been been better defensively, and then they've pushed him onto a right back, but a a right back who can also still play in the wings, which is striker. Like, okay. Yeah, so my journey from positional wise, it gone from being a striker, mate, no other lie, I used to bag goals. Okay, I'm like, I'm like, I used to, literally, yeah, I did. (laughs) <laughs> but not not anymore though. I wish you still had that ability. Um, I mean, uh, you still have the heading ability, so yeah, yeah, a little that's bit. That's still, that's a still little there. Bit. But uh, so basically, I started as a striker. Yeah. Went to centre mid slash right mid. Okay. Uh, was playing and then was playing as a winger, and then didn't really have the raw pace or the creativity to be a winger. Mm. So ended up dropping back to to play fullback and the candidate just where we're at. And that's I slotted think that's, in, slotted in nice, and yeah, could, and that's that's the position. Could get I forward and yeah. still defend well. It's the position I I first seen you playing, and it, you you were definitely a standout player for me when I first came to Halifax. Like I definitely thought, yeah, like this is this is definitely a very good fullback. Now, um, Scunthorpe, cool. So you were there from under tens right up until under what? Under fifteen. So fifteen. Yeah, yeah, it got to a point where I've not really grown physically uh, mm. too much. Yeah, uh, I was quite small, quite weak, mm. and I wasn't getting much game time. It's kind of one then where I felt like I was just making the numbers up a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I remember my dad having a conversation with the manager. Yeah. And then uh, I sat down one evening when my dad at the dinner table. Yeah. And they just said like, "Look," they basically said that I was going to be released in November. And uh, no, November hasn't even come along. So no, it's not even come along. So it was gonna. It was about what, maybe. October time, middle of October. Mm-hmm. So, like, they basically said at the next assessment, I, w- I was going to be released. Um, how did that? How did that impact you, like, mentally? Because uh, you would have thought to yourself, anything you do now isn't going to save you, save you, right? Yeah. So basically, when we had we we had the conversation, we said, look, you can either wait it out, yeah. and get released and take the training, or okay. you can obviously we can just take you out of it anyway and just yeah. leave upon our own accord, yeah, and just leave ourselves and then maybe yeah. go somewhere else and see what see what you want to do yeah and no other lie it absolutely crushed me like I can imagine because I think a lot of young players see is that 
when you're in an academy, as soon as you, if you get released or come out of that, you feel like your world's ended. Like, that's it. Yeah. You're not going to be a footballer. Just to stop you there as well, right? Because this is something that I didn't see when I was at school. Now, when you was at school, I, whilst you was at Scunthorpe, was you also known as, oh, Ross, the guy who plays for Scunthorpe? Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? And, and I then, think yeah. that was one of the things that kind of hit me most, is the fact mm. that everybody at school knew I was at Scunthorpe. Yeah. So yeah. I had to go to, to school knowing that I wasn't there anymore. And do you think um, that people would have thought that, oh, maybe Ross isn't that good? Like, do you think that's something that they would have thought themselves? Uh, yeah, a little bit. And I think also because there was several people, basically the squad had grown more, there's more people from Sheffield there now. Yeah. You see? And there was a couple from my, well, there was, Ash was still there. Okay. And there was uh, two more from my school. Okay. There. Same year? Same year. Same oh, year, yeah. yeah. Um, so we ba- we all used to travel in together. Oh. Uh, and then so obviously knowing I've, I'd have to go to school and you'd get your, your usual yeah it's winding you up saying oh you got released you're not that good and all oh, that there honestly yeah. that's something to this day that that baffles me and I used to see it as well whilst I, when I was in school and I always used to think but how can you mock someone who got there in the first place and you're hearing the, you're hearing those same comments from people mm. who are anywhere near in the position that you were in so it it, it baffles me honestly it does it really does. Yeah, like it is. It it is frustrating. Uh, but I kind of just had to take it on the chin a little bit, and mm. I think that was when I um kind of got in contact with one of my old coaches. You see, okay, uh, Chris, who is my boss now. Okay. Uh, because I was just like, what to when I had that conversation with my dad, I was like, I've had enough. I just want to go and play with my mates and just give it all mm. up. Mm. And they oh. just kind of made me look. Just spoke to me and just said, like, look, you you've come this far. Mm-hmm. And you've made all these sacrifices just because one person says no, yeah, doesn't mean the next person's going to say no. And exactly. football's a game of opinions. Exactly. Well, we and it was like, don't give it up. So we we put a little plan together, me and my family. I was I went back to play grassroots, but played a year above. Okay, okay. Uh, just to get some experience of playing against bigger lads and, yeah. and stuff like that, and. Then got in contact with my old coach, Chris, who's my boss now. Sorry uh, to pause you there. This is at 15, right? Yeah, this is at 15. So, okay, so 15 I, going into 16. Yeah, so I've been in... Well, no, I was... Yeah, under 15. So it was like under 15 season, like halfway through okay, that okay. season. I'm, so I'm I, joined, I joined and played under 16 that year. Oh, okay. Under 15. Oh. So, but my old coach, Chris, we'd still been in contact anyway because he used to run trips to play football abroad. Yeah. Which was linked with AC Milan. Oh, wow. So it was just like a holiday camp run by their coaches. Wow, that's crazy. And, oh, mate, it was unbelievable. We used, we'd play, we used to go there and we'd play against kids from, well, play with and train with uh, kids from other countries. So Spain, wow. Russia, Italy. What experience that is. I yeah. can't relate. <laughs> i tell you what, though, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. The Russians, when you play against them, they're horrible. <laughs> they're horrible. <laughs> Honestly, they're horrible. <laughs> They're horrible. They really are. Like, oh, I they, can imagine. I can imagine them being the sort of players that will go honestly, into anything. They, like, they spit at you and everything. Wait, what? Honestly, yeah, not great. No, but I, I still remember one session though where it was obviously it was in Italy. It was in Italy. Okay. Yeah. And it was raining, right? Right. And there was quite a few obviously British lads on the on the trip, mm-hmm. and I remember it was raining and we were playing matches. And oh my word, us British lads, it was hot but raining. We were just flying Props, into tackle. But raining. Yeah, it was, obviously it was warm and humid, but raining. Uh-huh. So all the British lads were loving it, smashing into tackles <laughs> and stuff like And all the Italian boys were like, oh, I don't like it. They, they didn't like it. They really didn't like it. 
so that's how we kind of kept in contact with Chris through through them trips, and yeah. we knew he'd, he'd set up the business that I work for now, which mm. is uh, obviously seven eighty coaching. Where yeah, I'm working. yeah, and um, so kind of jumped on and started doing like one to one technical sessions. And they must have developed you a lot as a player, I'm guessing. Yeah, massively. I think technically Ooh. and also confidence-wise. Mm. I think it just brought my confidence on, like, massively. That's, that's, like, that's a really good thing. Leaps and, leaps and bounds, like, huge. Do you know what I mean? And that's where I kind of I really did get my confidence back and my love back for the game. Oh, that, I'm, 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 I'm happy to hear that. Now, also, as a 15-year-old, going into uh, 16s. You're also trying to plan your next steps because 16s are the times when, you know, players are looking into things like scholarships and all sorts of stuff. Now, what was the plan that you set yourself at the time? For yeah, so we were just kind of just playing and we were just like, we had kind of the planning place where we're just going to develop as much as possible and yeah. and see what comes up really. Yeah. And um, went on trial at Lincoln. Didn't mm. quite work out. Huddersfield, but they'd already give a scholar out. Yeah. Uh, early, so we found that out. And was like, look, it's not really any point. Exactly. Um, but and then we kind of. I remember my dad coming home with this flyer, this okay. leaflet. Yeah. And it was like Manchester City Open trial thing. Like really? it's like a it's like a regional thing. Okay. It was in it was in Jewsbury, right? Oh. So I was like, right, we'll just go turn up, see what it is. And it was yeah. like, you know, like you got the community coaches. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was like that, like a trial day. Okay. So I went and kind of, no word of a lie, there was guys there in stupid like buttoned up shirts like getting ready to play like, and, like what's going on here like, what is this like what is this like, what is this? like lads like lads turned up in like no shin pads <laughs> do you know what I mean like odd socks <laughs> and literally it was on we were just playing literally load of five side games okay and, and the coaches just like pulled I think out of the day they pulled like me and two mm-hmm. other lads and said yeah. look we're really impressed we want to invite you to the next stage Oh. And it's like a regional centre in Leeds. Yeah. So I was like, right, okay. So I went went to that one in Leeds, did two sessions, but I was going to miss the last session. And why is it? Because I, I was going over to Spain to play again, you know, on the ah, trip. With, oh, yeah, with Chris. Chris and yeah. Chris and, okay, yeah. Chris, so yeah, Chris. went there and we told them that and they were like, all oh, right, okay, okay. So then yeah. came out and then they pulled into the room and said, look, we want to invite you to the proper development centre. Wow. Which is called City Select. Okay. So it's like Man City Select. So yeah. And it's literally, you turn up and it's like a game. You literally turn up and you play a game. Straight 11 aside. Straight in 11 aside, you play a game against like other, you get like, you no, know, you get side who maybe were on tour, come over from Australia or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you, yeah. So we just turned up, played. And I remember I started on the bench and obviously I was playing right back at the time. Mm-hmm. I was on the bench and the right winger got injured and the guys around went, who wants to go on? And I just went, I will. Yeah, of course. Right, right, right to take, yeah, to take my chance and he took Yeah. Definitely. Went on, played really well, scored. Scored, yeah, okay. They just kind of invited me back and said, look, we want to we wanna keep you coming. So it was Surely like, this, like, you're thinking to yourself, nah, I, I think I'm going to Manchester, like, Man City. I think I'm yeah, going to Yeah, oh, man, it, was, it, was, it was brilliant. Yeah, it was it was just, like, class. And no word of a lie, the players there, mate, were mm-hmm. joke. Like, we, we, we'd played, so when we kept going. Yeah. And so basically it was really good. So we kept going, we kept going, keep going. And there were players who come in. Yeah. And they play one game and then yeah. you won't see him again. Wow. It was literally like, if you don't take your chance and you don't think you're good enough, you, you're not bad. Mm-hmm. That's, that's football. That, and that is that is a perfect description of football in general. I oh, massively, massively. Definitely. And we um, we ended up playing against, we had such a good team. We played against like Oldham's actual like youth team. Yeah. And we, we'd beat them. We had like, 
a second we'd beat good youth teams. Like, stop you there as well. Is there any anyone specifically that's playing like a decent level of football now that that you were there with that you remember or? Uh, not that I know of. No. Okay. 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 But I, just, I do I just remember wondering. when I was at school. I was yeah. at school and my dad texted me and he forwarded mm-hmm. me a text mm-hmm. and he said, "Oh, we'd like Ross to play for the actual academy tonight." Wow. So, bro, how say, did you feel? Because that's ridiculous. I was, Whoa. It honestly it was like mad. So, went down and literally walked into the dressing room at the training ground. This is and, Platt Lane, right? If you, yeah, 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 Platt Lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah Platt, Lane. Platt Lane. Yeah, 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 Platt Lane. That's what it was. Yeah. And honestly, turned up and went in the dressing room. Yeah. And it was like nothing that I'd never been in before. Like the lads are so looked after, even at under 16s, right, in the academy. They had yeah. a kit bin. They had loads of Under Armours in there. <sighs> Everything just free to use. Wow. They had all that. They all had the same boots. Like giving like boot vouchers. Like boots. anyone listening to this, yeah, who's who probably plays for a team as high as Man City, any cut one, cut two. Like th- this probably to them sounds even normal. Like, but for me as a player myself, yeah. listening to this, like to me, this is I've never had this sort of treatment before. So to Honestly, me, this like, is like wow. Crazy. I'm playing national league and I'm still buying my own underwear. Like, like that. it's, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like I'm actually deep in what you're saying. Like that's bro. Wow. They get everything's on a plate for him. Literally, like, just like that. And wow. I remember starting on the bench and there's lads there from Portugal, all sorts, like mm. Spain, all over Europe. And yeah. So I was kind of came on and then we ended up losing the game. Okay. And after the game, mate, the coach was fuming. Wow. Because listen to this, right? This is where, kinda, if you're in a Cat 1 Academy, some mm-hmm. people think that they've got it all and they can do what they want. Yeah. Mate, two players swap positions during the game. Without the permission of Without the coach. The permission of, the, of the coach. What, wait, what's going through their minds? Because that's not the right. Centre, the centre-half and the right-back swap positions. And no, like, I've, like, I would never ever dream, even this, to this day, I would not ever dream No, not, not ever. Not, it, don't, it don't work like that. <laughs> and mate, I've like never that. Seen, I was like, what? But yeah, it's, it, was a, listen, it was an experience that I'll, I'll never forget. And it's something that I'm kind of proud of to know that I did get that opportunity to do that. Um, that uh, I mean, it was it was a great experience. That opportunity itself would definitely tell me a lot as a footballer. Like it would definitely, I, it, it would give me the motivation to think I can go really, really far in this. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. How did the opportunity at Halifax come along? Again, I mean, my dad was working at Huddersfield at the time, and he just seen a, an advert open trial, mm-hmm. um, and just went down to to the to the school, and it was absolutely bouncing it down with rain. Throwing it down with rain in somewhere in Halifax, always go to some school, and it was like we'd done. They did like a little presentation to start with in the hall, and went up to the pitch. Yeah, and we did a little training session, and no other like it was like a possession game where you have okay. to switch it. Yeah, and the pitch was just so ran with players. I just sat at the back and just like, find a bit of space here and just play from here. Okay, and then went into eleven side game, and obviously I was just like concerned about I want to play right back because that's my position. I want to show yeah. what I can do. Yeah. And there was a lad uh, from down south called Joe. Okay. Um, and we got on really well. To, and he ended up joining the youth team as well from down south. And mm. he played right back. And we got on really well, to be fair. And we just had a bit of a laugh and stuff like that. And, and then we got into the game. And I was a bit like, well, thinking, oh, he's decent and he's playing in my position. And, yeah. And they basically said, right, oh, Ross, can you play centre half? Okay. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> at the time, though, at the time, had you had you even ever played in the before? Not once. Not, Not once. Ever. Not ever. 
and and <laughs> you're committing ever. you're committing to a trial playing a new position you've never played before. Like, are you thinking? Are you yeah. thinking to yourself like this is a bit risky? I think it was just from again from going back to previous experiences, mm-hmm. which kind of just made me feel like when I went to that first City Select game where yeah. I kind of just had to show what I could do and just talk and just go for it. Yeah, it was just one of them. I think and kind of. You have to show and, and do everything you can to be noticed. And I mean, when I coach young players now, I say, because mm. in development centre, we're trying to get those kids into academies. And yeah. one thing I say is, is communicate, talk. If you're Definitely. a good talker, big thing. You get noticed straight away. Big thing, big thing. Even at my time at Oldham, there's a coach who used to always say, talking is as good as a pass. And that's something yeah. that's, that always sticks by me. 100%. And I just remember playing and I just I remember just absolutely smashing this lad in the tackle. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right then, turn her off. Okay, can do a bit. <laughs> so it was uh, it was good. And I just remember after that, I did pretty well. Yeah. Uh, and on the way home, uh, I got an email from, obviously, you know, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Nicol, And he just said, obviously, thought he was brilliant and we'd like to like to sign him on to... So after the first child, they said they wanted me on the on the scholarship on the youth team. So did you did you days? okay. Like you know, like the open days, like yeah. in we like in the holidays and stuff. But they'd said that they wanted to wanted to sign me. So I was absolutely like over the moon and yeah, and that's obviously, obviously, I knew it wasn't going to be paid and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I, I just didn't care. I didn't yeah, care. yeah. You know what you I mean? It's an opportunity yeah. for me and. That's where kind of the Halifax journey started, really. Yeah, and me personally, you may not agree with me, but I think that's is definitely a great decision that me, that you made in your life. Because would you say what that a lot of the coaching and things in Halifax is made you the player that you are now? One hundred percent. I yeah, mean, yeah. when people say about when I when I speak like, when I coach kids and stuff like that, and they say, "Oh, I want to be in a have a scholar and stuff like that," and mm-hmm. having a scholar at a pro club is not the be all and end all. Definitely not. Like I got probably got a better coaching experience, education, playing education, social experience, mm-hmm. being at a non-league club, not mm-hmm. getting paid, mm-hmm. and then I probably would have at a pro club. Exactly. Exactly. You know, obviously Mark. I, yeah. I spent obviously three years, four years with Mark. Obviously, he's Bradford City's first team manager. I I really <laughs> put him up there as one of the coaches who can. I think me personally, tactically wise and. And technically, and just the understanding of the game, like he definitely taught me a lot. Definitely, oh, like it's, it's something, and I find it so crazy that I realized that after my time at Halifax, yeah. like I, I really think back to him. Think, do you know what? He was a very, very, very good coach. Very good coach who helped me a lot as a player. Definitely, definitely did. Now, obviously, you spent two years at Halifax. Yeah, two years at the youth team. team. I yeah. just wanted to ask you, like. Because this motivation, this dedication, like, where did it come from? Is it something that always that was always with you when you were younger, or was it something that that triggered you into into um, being this sort of player you are? I think it was just kind. Of, I think it's kind of just always been with me. I've always been one of them type of, type of people mm. who kind of I know what I want and I work. I'll do what I can to get there. Like mm. I remember kids at, at school, they'd go to a party or whatever and things mm-hmm. like that, and I I won't go because I'm like, oh. Because obviously, with my boss, I used to do one to ones on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Oh, so like, okay. oh, we got a party like Friday night. It's like, no, I've got training in the morning. Got a one to one Saturday morning. That is a very good mindset. Not a lot of people would, would do that, you know. And I think the best thing is is the fact that I tell you what, like my mom and dad, I got so much to to thank them for because they kept me on the right track. Yeah. But then also my friends, like a lot of my school friends, lived on my road. 
Like, oh. And they were like my real, real close friends. Yeah. Who I know would do. They'd, they'd jump in front of a car for me. They were that close. Like, we were that close. And we don't talk as much now, but we always know. Mm. We've got each other's backs. Yeah, and that's 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 perfect. Bro. And that's they always they too. always understood the fact that like because I had training, you know, I couldn't come out and play because I was at training or this and that. And they understood that. That's how friends should be. Like that's 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 a proper way of actually supporting your friend who's actually trying to go somewhere in their life. You know, some one of your friends he wants to be a professional football player, and you know he's sacrificing his his social time to go out there and put extra work in. Like, I think. The fact that they that they understood that's that's there's not even a lot of friends I like that you know yeah no obviously are... they've got they're they're absolutely legends all of them that's you know great I mean? and, but like I... I said it's the getting up at seven six a.m. to get the train to oh, back oh to, my yeah, gosh oh, I'm telling not a lot of people know about them them ones there oh honestly they they were tough they they were Horrendous. very very tough the schedule in fact was the educational program as well as the fo- football training and things like that. I'm guessing that when when I was there, it was that it was the same as how you had it. Oh yeah, um, 100%. oh like have to I be would, in for half nine. Oh, I'd I'd come home when, really when I'm tired. living like I've got to get the train and I live miles away. I don't think the lads who actually lived in Halifax understood how tough it actually was for the other lads no, who didn't. didn't. Because one thing I will say though, like mm-hmm. you know the coaches, they were very understanding of the fact that we had to travel, so we yeah. were running late. Like yeah, they understood that. We yeah, come, and they appreciated that we were coming so far as well. Definitely. Now, <laughs> you may not remember this, cool. You weren't actually here at the time. Now, Mark, he gave us like this sort of motivational talk and you were part of this story. So this, what he's, what he ended up saying was you and somebody else ended up having an argument in training. Right? Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. Going. Yeah, you and someone else end up having an argument because I, I, I've always thought to myself, I need to ask Ross this. I want to see this from his perspective. And this is Mark's, this is Mark's way of like showing everyone how motivated and how, how, how passionate you were over football. Yeah. You and someone else had an argument now, and then you lot must have been talking about having some sort of fight or something. I, I believe the guy was the year above you. I don't know if you was yeah. a first year at the time. <laughs> I don't know if you've gone into their change room and actually like had a fight with a guy. So basically, this guy now is yeah. one of my best mates. Oh, okay. What the hell? So Jack Bradley. Honestly, right. So I'll give you a list of names. So good because I know that I'll get him to listen to this. So there's Jack Bradley. Yeah, he's the one I had a bit of a scrap with. Okay. And uh, there's like Elliot Harrison. Okay. Um. I think you you might know Elliot actually because I've heard of him. He yeah, he, he yeah, was he also seen, yeah. I've seen Jack as well when he came yeah. to the gym after he yeah his yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, that's yeah, oh Jack. okay okay yeah, yeah yeah I remember I remember him yeah. So I was the first year and Mark had only just really come in yeah um really and he we was doing a pressing session that was the first year Jack was second year captain okay and was doing a pressing session. I was at right back and I'd yeah. gone to press and he'd not come round. You know, mm. I think you might know we've done it where we go press at the fullback and everyone slides round slides. Oh, round. yeah, 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 yeah. I've done that, I've done that, I've done that. So he's at centre half and he's not slid round. So I'm turned around and I had to go at him. Mm. There might have been a few expletives in there. And to think that you're a first year saying this to a second year, like, bro, that's what Yeah, because like, I, the way my mindset works is it's the team over anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I, yeah. I'll, I'll talk to a little experience what I had with someone in your year. Yeah. In a sec. Okay. But with me and Jack, he didn't get round. So I said to him, we're a few expletives. And he was like, oh, you don't know what you're about. Who are you talking to? And I just told him to F off and do that. <laughs> and he was like, oh, we'll see inside. 
So, not gonna lie, I am crapping myself a little bit. He's a big lad. He's a big lad. And we was all in one changing room, you see, both yeah. years. Yeah. So, I was in there, and like Jack Jack was like, Was there no one ending it on? Yeah, so basically, some of the second years were like, Thank you, Jack, you can't let him speak to you like that. <laughs> so, and then Jack, so Jack kind of just went to me, Oh, look, Ross, I think you need to start showing me a little bit more respect. <laughs> So I've probably I've just turned around and I've gone. Well, I'll show you some respect when you start doing your job right. Oh, okay. You've added a bit of fire there, son. So and then he's gone like he's saying, "Well, come on then. Like, if you're gonna have a go, then it's like, well, he went stand up then." So and he's I I remember we speak about it a lot. Me and yeah. Uh, he always says to me like, "I generally didn't think he was gonna stand up." <laughs> so I just thought, oh, "I've got no to lose here." Yeah, yeah so like, just go. So I just stood up. <laughs> And I, he tells me now, he's like, when you stood up, he was like, I was like, why the hell have you done that? Because now I've got to do something. <laughs> you asked him, but you just made the hole a lot deeper for yourself. So I've stood up and he's like, come, he's come to me. We've had like a little push and a shove. Yeah. And he's, a, he's obviously a year old. He's a big lad. He's shot yeah. center off. Yeah. And he's gripped me by my top. He's really <laughs> put me through the changing room wall. <laughs> So he's got my top and he put, I've got my back against the wall and I've got all the his top. Yeah. And then Marsh has come in and gone, you two, get out of here now. <laughs> and and what just... I find so crazy is at the time, you wouldn't have thought that Mark actually thought, like, see, see, seeing this as some sort of like, you know, oh, you know, this kid's got something about him. Like, at the yeah. time, you must, you must have just thought, oh, what have I done here? Like, I'm in trouble. Like, why am I doing this? Like, yeah, I, I was like, I was like, still a bit fuming. I was like, oh, well, I'm just, just standing up to myself a little yeah. bit. Do you know what I mean? And he kind of come outside, I suppose, and said, look, you two, like, you're very influential. We're in there. You've got Wait, to be what? Like, he basically just, like, he gave us a bit of a, a positive out of it. He said, look, I can't have you two scrapping in there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, you're both good players and both can be leaders. Yeah, do you know oh. what I mean? And just said, like, look, shake on it, done, it's done, do you whatever. Because then done. from he... then on, we were just like, me and Jack were just sounding like we've been out, do you know what I mean? We, we're just absolutely like, we've been like away, we go like nights out together, away, do you know what I mean? And holidays is... and stuff like that together. So that is that is so crazy to hear. Yeah, that. <laughs> that you have gone from nearly fighting to, to being close, close friends. Now, your two year period at Halifax. If we fast forward a bit, because I'm guessing uh, you enjoyed it a lot as a first year. I'm guessing you performed well as a first year, and then I'm guessing it probably most likely. Yeah, I think it was one of them. Like in my first year, obviously you'll know not many first years do play. No, yeah, that is true. And I think I was the only first year. I, think I played the most games that season. Correct me if I'm wrong. Shiraz, your year group or your group? He's my year. Yeah, Shiraz okay, my so year. Shiraz so Shiraz same from Marco or. Uh, no, Marco was year below me. Yeah, Marco below, year okay, below me. Yeah, okay, so okay, cool. I was kind of like the only one who was playing with the second years, really. Mm. Uh, a few people in my year group did find that a bit annoying or a little bit jealous or whatever, but mm. I was just doing what I could in training and just wanted to develop and learn and do well. And I knew it's... what I wanted. I wanted that contract. Exactly. At the end of two years. In two exactly. years' time, I wanted to be have the first team contract. Exactly. And that's, you know that's, what I mean? And, it's, it's a competition, you know. That's, yeah. that's how everyone should think of it. And that's when I ended up playing centre half with Mark because we had injuries back then. He threw me at centre half. That's <laughs> why now, even to this day, I'm still playing centre half because of Mark. Cheers. I mean, now you're you're now even more versatile as a player. Yeah, exactly. So, also now because I'm I'm imagining your second year, you've also performed well. Now, if we move on to the period where they're actually out giving contracts to players. Now, yeah. did you? Was there always something in the back of your mind where you thought that you was going to get a contract or 
was it something that came as a surprise to you? Um, it was one of them where I knew I'd been doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still, I remember Mark pulling me for a chat. Yeah. And he just said, like, look, you're doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, you're the one we're kind of pushing, wanting to go on to the first team. Mm. So just keep keep doing well and stuff like that. But it's funny because I never trained with the first team of the second year. Oh. I never got put forward to train, but I know what others did. Um, in your year group or the year? Yeah, in my year group. So, so that, sense, did. that wouldn't that have made you think, oh, am, am I even standing the best like possible like chance of getting? Yeah, it, it was one of them. I can't. I think it was well. Mainly, I just thought it, I think they needed a couple of forwards mm. um, in that age for training and stuff like that. So I didn't see it as a as a massive a massive issue. I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. So, uh, but when... to, to be fair though, I mean, mm-hmm. I did. I made my first team debut in my second year. Ah. Oh, you actually you actually appeared in one of the preseason games. Yeah, in my that's crazy because well, it was mad, mate. It's most like, like players normally at Halifax, um, you know, get close to the first team and things like the West Riding County Cup. Yeah, yeah that's the first day that you, you you've made a debut in, in the preseason game. That's the first. I've not, I, I honestly yeah. didn't know that. So it was like kind of start of my second year. We played Bradford the day before. Okay. And mate, I didn't even get through half an hour when I cramped up. <laughs> it was, no, right. Like, and I've been doing loads of stuff over the summer. It was yeah. red hot, and I got cramped after about half an hour. I couldn't move my legs. <laughs> and then Mark pulled me after and said, "Look, we want you to play in the first, pre-season game. Twelve for first, are you going to be all right?" And you've just cramped up. And, you've and I was like, like I was thinking, "Oh no!" I was like, "Yeah, I'll be fine." So I've come home. Me and my dad are doing everything. I'm like getting a rub, icing it, heat, stretching it, everything. I mean, yeah. even like I was googling how to stop getting cramped, <laughs> and they said drink tonic water, bro. <laughs> If you've ever drank tonic water, it's the most disgusting thing you'll ever taste. Tonic, in life. my brother drinks that. Tonic water is disgusting. Honestly, that stuff is disgusting. I just put that black currant in it and tried drinking it. I was only making myself sick on the day. <laughs> but I played played forty five minutes. Uh, oh, you got yourself forty five minutes? Yeah, I started got forty five minutes. Um, I got, I think I got an assist as well. I guess. How, how did how did you find that? Because it was I, good. When you've been a bit nervous being around, oh, I, just, I just I just thrived off it. I just loved it. Wow, like, it was good though because I had because Jack had got a contract, you see. Okay, so I was playing alongside Jack. Oh, and he, he had been, off and oh, you've right been playing alongside him before, haven't you? Yeah, so it was kind of all right. And there's some of a lot of first team players in there. And the first team lads were really good, yeah. That's that's good great, to um, so loved it. And then obviously, played a couple of county cup games as well that year. When they actually offered you the contract, how did you feel? Because now you think to yourself, like, wow, I'm even closer to my dream of becoming a professional footballer. So I nearly left the club oh, wait, before what? I got a contract you see why is that so basically I wasn't sure and I wanted to start getting myself sorted you see mm-hmm. and one of my old school teachers who was my BTEC sports teacher at school yeah. he was the manager at Gainsborough who were in the ah, conference yeah. north at the yeah, time I know Gainsborough. Yeah. and they had an open trial so I obviously applied went and stuff and I obviously spoke to Steve mm-hmm. and said like look um, obviously not sure what's going to happen next year but I've, I've obviously gone on trial at Gainsborough for next season and they said they want to obviously think about offering me something. Mm. So and then he was like, let me speak to the chairman and I'll, I'll get back to you. Okay. And then it was like about a few days later, maybe a week later, yeah. Steve just texted me and said, look, I've spoke to the chairman and we are going to be offering you something. Bro, how the heck? Like, I want to know the emotions that went running through. Oh, mate, brain. it was just like relief. Like pure relief, mate. Like it was unbelievable. Like you, you just thought class. to yourself, 
two years of hard work. Obviously, you've not made it yet. But yeah. And even, and even then, the I still nearly didn't sign. Even then? Wait, yeah. what? Because I remember I went into a meeting to discuss, obviously, wages and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. then it was getting, obviously, a little bit real. Didn't have an agent or anything like that. It was just my mum and dad. Yeah. But, obviously, I kind of knew what the year above, obviously, the lecture like, so Jack and stuff like that, obviously, we'd spoke and what I yeah. knew kind of what they were on. Yeah. And went in to the meeting and my mum, I was like, mum, don't kick off. Because I know my mum, my mum's, like, really good with with business and stuff like that. I was like, mum, just don't kick off because this is football. Yeah. <laughs> just listen to what they got to say. <laughs> So, and obviously, because they were still, obviously, I still came in to train full-time, didn't I? Even though yeah. the club was part-time. I yeah, wanted yeah. to do that. Yeah. So, I've gone in there and tried to offer me something. And my mum was like, well, you can't do that. And oh, my mum was, was like, well, honestly, my mum went straight in. And my mum was like, look, you can't be doing that. Cause that's less than minimum wage. If you want to do this, this and this, that's less than minimum wage. So, you're breaking the law, really. <laughs> and they was like, right, we'll look at it and we'll come back to you. I come out, I was like, go on, mum. Like, it's the world, you know? <laughs> Hey, she patted it. I see, got me a better deal. Oh, she patted it. Your mum needs to become an agent if you can because she patted it. Class, I absolutely worldy. What the hell? I've never heard something like that. Yeah, and then ended up signing, uh, and obviously was part of the the year that the club got promoted back into back into the national league, which was which was brilliant. I mean, that year I learned so much. Was uh, there was there any was there any specific players who you know eased you in when you were there? Uh, there's a, there's quite a few. There's one who I I didn't kind of get along with, but he kind of he challenged me a lot in terms. Of, I reckon it was character building. Mm. That's what he used to say to me. Uh, but there was times where I thought he maybe took it a little bit too far. But I'm kind of thankful of it now because he's built me built my character as a player. Okay. Um, but I think one kind of who I get still speak to now helped me a lot. Uh, Kevin Roberts. Uh, okay. Tom Denton. Yeah, the tall, tall striker. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I'd probably yeah. say most, mostly uh, Matty Kozler. Oh, tell you what, that, that tricky winger. I, yeah. I, I've definitely not forgot about him. I've yeah. Definitely he's, not he's, he's class. He's, he's a yeah. real good lad, and we speak a fair bit. He's he's really done done a lot for me as well. So you went you went on a, quite a few loans as well, didn't you? Yeah. So I went to. It was interesting because I remember the first time I was on the bench for the first team okay um, obviously we used to go to all the games and I remember the manager texted me one day and was like oh are you coming tonight I was like yeah I'll be there he was like just he went, make sure you've got everything okay and I was like that's a bit weird and I was, I was like I texted my mum and dad and I was like I think I might be on the bench or something so I'd just come yeah I mean it was Stockport away Stockport Town yeah I'm yeah, um, sorry not Stockport Town Stockport Town Stockport yeah, yeah Stockport Town County, right? And, Away uh, at their ground. Yeah, and Big he named, stadium, he's going through every time with a Billy Heath. He kind of he names the squad in the changing rooms. Okay, like reads the numbers out, and I had a number. Oh, you must so have been like, thinking like, oh, like, I mean, being seventeen, I was like, oh my days, I'm on the bench. <laughs> and went obviously the game kicked off, and I was down warming up the down the side of the pitch, and I remember some old some old men giving me some abuse warming up. <laughs> I was like, right, so this is it then. This, this is, is what it. this is what the real side of football is. Yeah, to that same game wasn't wasn't quite a lot of fans because mate, Stockport do usually get get, get a lot of fans, don't they? About, it was about three thousand there. Wow, mate, it was mad. Like when they scored, yeah, one up, and then when they scored, I was warming up down the side. Yeah, and you know when you hear the crowd roar, like in the stand yeah 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 yeah. completely yeah. different when you're down on the pitch it's a different type of noise and mate it just it just erupted it's like honestly bro it's a completely different noise 
That's crazy. So it sounds think, so different. Is it something that affects players as well when they're on the pitch? Because I've I've never played in front of that many fans before, and I'm guessing you probably that like for any other clubs I've played in front of quite a lot of fans. Yeah, I think now, the... or are you like locked in when you're playing? Like, do you not does 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 none of that actually bother you when you're actually playing? Like, do you have, do you have some for sort me, of tunnel vision on the pitch? Like this year, obviously we've played without fans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I found <laughs> which I'll go into a little bit later. I found it harder this year. Wait, what? Than I did previous years so like without fans so I found it harder without fans than with fans what wait that's strange why is that because I'm one of the players I with the clubs that I'm at I get a real connection with the fans and they really drive me on mm. do you know what I mean and I feel it gives me a good buzz when I'm playing oh, with the fans okay, and stuff like that and, and it's it's a different type of feeling when you got no fans there it's just horrendous Hate horrendous it. I can imagine yeah, so um, the first loan for Halifax Town which yeah, that? I went to Frickley. Uh, Frickley. Frickley. How'd you I, find I, it? I, yeah, it was a tough one because I finally managed to get some get on loan. It wasn't until February I got on loan, so I was always and the season started in September. Yeah, like it's all, about August time, I think it was. Yeah, August. So why why did it why did it leave it right until February? Like because I was kind of in and around it. So I was on the bench quite a few times, but never okay. quite got on. Okay. And okay. stuff like that. So and I was doing well in training and. But all the other lads are going out alone, but I hadn't, and I'm mm. like, I I need to go, I need to play some games. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm yeah. still playing for the, I'm still playing for the youth teams, under 19s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I needed yeah, yeah. that men's football, so yeah, yeah. Went and played at Frickley and, and and did really well. I mean, I played seven games and scored four, something like that. Oh, you were bagging, right bagging. Back. you were bagging, yeah. bagging for right back. Okay. Yeah, so, what was the next club after Frickley? Obviously, went back to Fax uh, till the end of the season. Then yeah. that next year, went on loan to North Ferriby. And, oh, actually, that that was when you was actually... Because at the time, North Ferriby, correct me if I'm wrong, National League North at the time? Yes, they were. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, that's, that's, and that was, that was correct me if I'm wrong, too, again. But Halifax were only in um, the league above at the time, weren't they? Yeah, so you, yeah, were, they were you were going on loan to the league below, which, in a sense... Uh, Obviously, you can probably correct me if I'm wrong again, but ability-wise, is there not really that much of a difference? Are you still coming up against like quite tough plays in the National League North, like you yeah, would in the National I League in general? Um, went back. I mean, when I look at you, obviously playing the National League last year, yeah, there's a big jump between the North and the National League now. Oh, really? Like yeah. now, yeah, it's a it's a big jump. Oh. Uh, but I think when I was at Ferriby, I did struggle a little bit. I mean, I remember one game. Yeah. I mean, we, we didn't have the best of sides. There's a lot of young lads mm. uh, in the team. But I remember one game, I just had a shocker. Like, every pass I gave, it just went away. Lost it, mm. lost it, lost it. It's sometimes remember, bad those days. Mate, I got, I got brought off after 40 minutes. Really? Yeah. Worked probably one of the mo- worst moments in my career. And but, how are you when how are you when it comes to handling things like that? Because me, especially as a first at Halifax... Whenever I did anything wrong, it would stay on my mind until the next training session or next game, which I believe is the wrong way to go about it. So, how is yeah. how are those sort of things with you? I think it was I was really frustrated. And I was annoyed. I was mm. frustrated myself because it was one of them where I kind of tried, tried to do better, tried to do better. Every pass kept giving away and kept giving it away again. But obviously, I got brought off, and obviously, a lot of the lads in the first team had seen that. Yeah, I'd come off after forty minutes. Yeah, and they obviously knew that I weren't injured. And that, and I just obviously explained to them, and that's where people like Matty Kozalo, yeah, uh, just spoke to me, messaged me, and said, "Look, don't worry about it. It happens. Do you know what I mean? And that's you've got to go again." That's 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 honestly good to hear. Like, I, I really, I really like it when I hear 
pro players who've been who've been in and around you know good level of football and they're out there helping the younger lads. It's something that def- that that I think a lot of players definitely need, need to do more. So yeah, definitely. And I think after, after that, yeah, like I said, after that, I just kind of tried to get back in the team. And yeah, work as hard as possible. Now, after the loan spells, I'm guessing after North Ferby, you've also then again gone back to Halifax. When, when, how did this agreement come along where you thought, you know what, you need to move elsewhere where you can play regular football, regular men's football and see, you know, where it can take you football-wise? So, we had a new manager come in uh, called Jamie Fullerton. Yes, I remember. Yeah. He forgot that. I was a bit scared of him, not going to lie. I'm going to put this out there now. He literally, like, nearly ruined my career. Oh, he, he scared me. His, his face, everything. I remember... <laughs> one session obviously I've always been quite vocal and I've been part of that that group for two years I was the first team player for two years Yeah. and then all of a sudden he come in and was trying to make me come in early to training to set up the session wait what? and stuff like that And that's what normally don't they do that when when someone's only just come into the team or as not not come into the team as a first year pro like what? or like if say you're a youth team player yeah I've been a first team player for two years and he tried to make me do that and there was one oh. session where I'd had a bit of a disagreement in training about a player who I said I should have passed it here. Yeah. And then he's like, had a go at me. I was like, well, I've not even done anything. But I remember the first session. Yeah. Uh, he shouted something to me and I put my thumb up to say that I'd heard him, just to acknowledge it. Oh my gosh. I think I've heard this, you know. This, and he this turned, way about he turned say, around yeah. and shouted to me when, don't put your thumb up at me, I'm not your mate. I've I've heard this exact story. I've heard this exact story before. And that's, that's some, some somebody else told me this and I just thought, is, yeah. is this what he's really like? Like, and he he pulled me into the office one time. Yeah, and mate, he absolutely. Steve was in there as well. Yeah, and he absolutely crucified me, wow. basically saying what I say is goes, saying my attitude stinks, saying the fact that if I say the Ashes first pink, the Ashes first pink. What I'm the is one, the I'm the one with four hundred league games. You're the one with none. And bear in mind, not one coach have I ever had has said I've got a bad attitude. Exactly, because, bro, you don't give that sort of vibe at all. At mate, all. Oh, my, mate, it broke me. At all. It absolutely broke me. Like, mate, I come out and, like, I got into my car in tears. I was like, what the hell just happened? That's what it Because he, he has such a stern face about him and things like that. Like, mate, you had to call him boss. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> you know Jake and Jay, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they told, they, that's what they told me. You had to call him boss. You can't, like, throw your arms up in the air, which obviously is still... Throw your arms up in the air, actually. Don't get me wrong. But, like, he takes that sort of stuff, like, really, really deep, apparently. And I just thought, yeah, wow. you, had, you had to call him boss. And if you replied to a text message, you basically had to send, like, a paragraph. What? Say that you understood is... the message and all this. And, yeah. This weird, honestly, I've, 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 not, I've never heard of a, ma- of a manager like it. I've not. I've yeah. not. So, like, I've... proper weirdo, mate. There was also the day, right? Because I this I was at Alphax at the time, and I remember Marco was in. There was also the day where you lot were getting told if you're getting contract extensions. Now, yeah. what happened then? Because that that was the day I was really interested about. But obviously, like I said, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to be in 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 you lot's business. So I just yeah. You know, so I kind of, I kind of well, I'm trying to think now. Which way around was it? Yeah. So basically, um. I think I kind of knew I weren't going to get a new contract, I think. And then I, because mm-hmm. I still kept coming in training, didn't I? Yeah. After yeah, I yeah. found out. Yeah. But no, yeah. I think, no. Yeah, so where I had an idea.
I started trying to put things into place beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Um, and getting into touch with people and stuff like that, and maybe getting a move. Mm. Like if my if my contract was up, uh, but then when we got told the meetings, but I didn't even get a meeting with the first team manager, even though I was a first team player to talk, to get told I weren't getting a new contract. So you wasn't actually being, you wasn't actually in the room with Jamie. No, it's, it, it, mm. I had to have a meeting with Steve for him to tell me that I weren't getting a new contract. Oh, what is wrong with that guy? And I didn't even get a thank you for your hard work or anything off the first team manager, even though I was a first team player. Oh, bro, I'm happy. I'm so happy you didn't play under him. I'm yeah. so happy you didn't. I know. Honestly, bro. I know. Oh, that's... So what was the next step after that then? Well, obviously, I, I remember, you know, when they got to the final of the yeah, yeah, Cup, obviously, yeah, I, went, yeah, yeah. I went, uh, went obviously, support the lads and stuff. Yeah. But after then, um, kind of hit a bit of a tough patch, to be fair. Mm. And it kind of, this is a real big thing for me to talk about. And I think it's something that I do kind of, do need to talk about. So I think it's a, a definitely big go thing, for it. Go thing for at it. the minute. Um, I mean, I, when I left Facts, mm-hmm. obviously I was trying to find a club. Um, yeah. And I could have gone and signed for Gainsborough. They mm-hmm. were like happy to take me, but they were, or I could have gone to FC United, uh-huh. who were the league above Gainsborough. Yeah. So me wanting to play at the highest level I could. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to to play at the highest level I could, so I was kind of waiting on them. Yeah. Uh, but previous to that, when when I was coming towards the end of my time at Halifax, yeah, I was under a lot of stress uh, and things like that with with what was going on because of the manager, and I yeah. just wanted to play football. Yeah. And I felt I loved with the game, and I was having a lot of bad thoughts and stressing out a lot, and I ended up going to the doctors. And wow, that's which was a bit. It was a big step for me to do that. Uh, I didn't tell anyone I was going or anything. Because even me, I'm I'm surprised hearing this. You know, I I, I honestly didn't yeah, think it was something you, you never thought it. Yeah, so I took the decision, went and got diagnosed with depression. Wow. Uh, was put on medication, uh, and I just text my put my my mum and dad in like a WhatsApp group and just typed a message out and just explained yeah. to them. Wow. Um, and they were like really proud of the fact that I took that decision to go to. To the doctors and and stuff like that, and which was kind of just something that I needed. And so was on, yeah. So was was on the medication and I started to feel a lot better, but that was because of the medication. It wasn't actually because of what was going on in yeah. Life or yeah, like. and I was getting to a good place, and so I stopped mm. taking it because I felt like I, I was better. I didn't need it no more. Mm. And then I was waiting, obviously, on the two clubs, uh, but then FC United turned around and said that they weren't going to sign me. Um, How did that affect you? Well, as soon as I found out, I then rang Gainsborough and said, look, I'm, I'm going to come and sign. And then yeah. they turned around and said, we'd already signed someone else. Bro. So did you not think to yourself, now, where the hell do I go? So this is where probably the worst night of my life happened. So this was where, like, from then, yeah. I just crumbled. My mum and dad were in Scotland. My brother was in London at uni. I was at home on my own. Uh, I was having trouble in a, a relationship that I was in. Yeah. Uh, and then that just kind of tipped it off, and I just kind of just went into a downward spiral. Like I was sat on my own. Wow. I was like, "That's it. I failed this and that. I've got nothing." Uh, and I went up to see my nana and I had to go fit a light bulb for her. Yeah. Yeah. And I went up to to fit a light bulb for her, and she just spoke to me like, "How's football?" And I just burst into tears. Wow. Which was just which was in tears. Honestly, that's so. I, I find that so surprising to hear, bro. I'm so sorry that that you that you had to go through that. I mean, it's it's like, it's, it's 
it's learnt me a lot. Do you know what I mean, it's it's made me a lot of the the person that I am today. Uh, no, I will say, and I've... I think it's one of them where it's the right time to talk about it. And I mean, this is the first time I'm publicly speaking about it. And honestly, I, I appreciate you a lot for actually doing that. Like that's honestly, it should definitely motivate a lot of people. This like that's so I've just found it so surprising to me because, you know. To me, you always came across that, that guy who was so encouraging and things like that. Nothing could break you. That's honestly what I what I what I looked at you as. I thought nothing could break break Ross mentally. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. And to hear this and to see how you bounce back from it, man. Honestly, I respect I respect that a lot. I respect yeah, a lot, lot, I think I that was kind of the like tip of the iceberg for me. And I remember just going home, and yeah. I was sat in my car outside, and I just texted my dad. And I just said, "Dad, like the voices won't stop in my head." Wow. And it was literally like. Anyone who is listening to this who has struggled previously will yeah. know what I mean. And it's hard to explain to someone who's maybe not gone through that. No, because I've and not. I mean, yeah, I mean, personally, I always kind of looked at depression. Or people with depression and thought, oh, it's, it's nothing. It's just, it is what it is. It's, it's bro, not happy. But bro, until honestly, you go through it yourself, yeah, it's a different mind game. Like, it really wow. is. And I remember going home and literally sitting in my living room yeah. and wrote myself a note from my family and all my friends. Yeah. And my, my, I remember my phone was on the floor, right? And my mum and dad were ringing me, ringing me, ringing me, ringing me, ringing me. And I just couldn't pick up the phone. Wow. I, my body, like my mind, my body had hold of me. I just couldn't pick up that phone. And wow. I just literally sat there with a piece of paper and my note out. And I sat with a knife on the table, just spinning it. Oh my gosh. And it, it, it's, for me now, I, I've really come to terms with it and I've had a lot of help and I can now openly talk about it positively because yeah. I feel like I do need to help and especially with my new role with yeah. with being an advocate for mental health yeah. um, it's kind of something that I do need to now speak about I am comfortable with it Honestly, and know man. that it was just it's, I'm past that now and I literally the thing that saved me was Go my on. best friend from school Ash? right no no it was someone else like one of my okay. best friends she's called Rihanna okay and we've known each other since nursery Mm. and she lived around the corner and my mum and dad rang her yeah. and she came and just banged on the door Wow! and just like at least they banged on the door, banged on the door and I had to answer it and let her in and she just walked in and saw me and I just burst into tears wow honestly just burst into tears I just couldn't, Rihanna, couldn't do it no more Rihanna if you are listening to this I I have so much respect for you like literally so I, I say to her all the time like you literally like saved my life like literally wow and like she's honestly like the best, really is. Like, she's a true friend of mine for life, like hundred percent. Honestly, bro, like I want to say again, like I, I'm, I actually respect you a lot for actually coming out and actually like openly speaking about this because, as we know, with things that have been going on recently, like it's definitely a big topic in football or even sport in general. And I've never really had it. I don't want to say that this is a personal sort personal view, but I've never really had it where someone I know has actually like spoke. Sorry to hold you guys on there, but don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok if you're enjoying this podcast. You ended up going to stop at her house for the night. Yeah. Uh, my mum and dad drove down from Scotland. Yeah. Uh, I went back up to Scotland the next day. So my okay. mum and dad drove down to get me there. I went back up the next day just to get away from everything. Yeah. And then went back on went back on my medication. And really? did, that, so, did that start helping you after? Yeah, so I was on medication for for quite a while, mm. uh, stuff like that. So it's only kind of recently that I've kind of fully 
this past year, well, like last year, where I've kind of really come off it massively. So I'm so happy. I'm so happy to hear that. That, so, is, that, that, is, that is great news. Yeah, it's, it's just whatever. And really come to terms with it. I think this last year, I've made some like massive strides so, with it. And I think I've had a lot of the right people around me. Do you know what I mean? Big. So I think it's it's one of them. So, but no, it's, it was, like I said, from then on, it kind of just, things kind of started to turn a little bit and mm. felt better in myself and ended up signing at Grantham. Yeah, that's, that, yeah. The the club, that is, that is the black and white striped home kit, right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. So it, it kind of, it's weird how it fell about because obviously I had no club. Yeah, uh, so how, how did that come across? I was stressing a little bit. Well, I just obviously, I'd, after I'd had my little meltdown, if you want to call it, yeah. they like a week later, I'd yeah. gone on holiday with Jack and Elliot and all them. Yeah. They didn't even know what had happened. Really? You didn't even tell them? No. And my mum and dad were worried about me going to what had just happened. And yeah. I was taking medication over there and they didn't even know. I didn't tell them. I only told them, I think it was about last year. Wow. And this and was three, three years ago, this. Whoa. This happened. I told them that last year, yeah. So, a good few years ago. So, she kind of just kept it within myself and within like, my family circle, really. Yeah. Um, never really felt the confidence to kind of say anything. Uh, but when I did eventually tell them, like I got nothing but love and support from them guys. So. Yeah, that's great but, too. Cool. But yeah, with the Grantham thing, um, my, one of my lads I used to play with, yeah, was it was there and said, Oh, we're looking for a right back. Okay. And he was like the managers, Ian Culverhouse, um, whatever. So I Googled him. He was like, mm-hmm. used to play for Norwich. Mm. Like used to be assistant manager at Aston Villa. So his coach plays like Ben Teke. Really? Yeah, he was like yeah, he was assistant manager. Russ. He was assistant exactly. manager to yeah. He was assistant manager to Paul Lambert. Oh, when when he had his time at Villa, yeah, and Norwich, yeah. Ah, so the assistant manager there. So which was like okay then. So I dropped him a message and stuff. Went training and had a couple of trial games and wanted to sign me. So I ended up signing there on a contract. No, that's great. Uh, we started really well, and he, his football just suited me down to the team. It was attacking mm. fullbacks and stuff like that, and he was like, "Oh, this is me." Like, did you did you finally start feeling like you were actually like you know yeah. finding yourself again football? Oh yeah, much? definitely. Like hundred percent. Like I was like, this is this is me now. I've got a manager who believes in me. Yeah. And plays the way that I want to play. Yeah. And I was like, this is where I can really kick on now. Yeah. And the aim of that season was to get just a, a full season in men's football, play as many games as possible. Okay. Um. So did that, and then he he ended up leaving in November of that did season. He, did he get sacked or no? He just he just left. Uh, and he, he'd come from Kingsland that season and he'd yeah. left and then ended up going back. Back to Kingsland. Back to Kingsland. Ah. So it was like, wow, okay. So that bit gutted. Uh, yeah. Sent him a message when he'd gone, said, obviously, all the best. Thank you for everything and that. And then yeah. it got to, I remember being in the cinema Christmas Eve <laughs> and he messaged me. Okay. We have like a family tradition. We go to cinema every Christmas Eve and yeah. I got a text like, who's texting me Christmas Eve? I had a look. It's like Ian Colvrow's name pops up. I'm like nudging my dad in the cinema, like, look, look, look. <laughs> He's like asking me if I'd be interested coming down to Lynn. And I was, like, I was like, yeah, 100% or whatever. I've told him, obviously, I was on contracts and stuff. And, yeah. But he, at first, was like, look, I don't think it's right because obviously you live so far. But I was like, yeah. listen, I ain't bothered about the travelling. 
Oh wait, so to this day you actually still travel from Sheffield to yeah, to... yeah, yeah. How, how long does that take you? About two and a half hours. Dr- Ross drive, yeah. So two and a half hours, yeah. and you not train in the mornings. Yeah. So what time are you leaving your house? Oh mate, so we have to get. So basically, we start training at ten, but okay. we get to the ground for about half nine because we have breakfast and stuff at the ground. Yeah. So, man, I'm getting up early, setting off at like what seven. Wow. Bro, you're really doing yeah, this. Yeah, so. Well, but it's not too bad now because we've got like a car school. But at first, okay. it, was, it was evenings because they were part time. But I didn't actually join at that time. Oh. So I was on contract. And yeah. Grantham wanted 10K for me. Oh. But Kingsley were like, we're not paying that. Like, they were never going to pay that. They, they just priced me out of a move, basically. So what were you going to do then? Just stay there? I, 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 I yeah, I just had to stay at Grantham. Uh, but you was only on a one-year contract, right? Yeah, I was only on a one-year contract. But and then a new manager came in at Grantham again, like yeah. about March time, February, March. Yeah. And I'd played every single game bar one where I was suspended. Yeah. Oh, you, um, that, that sounds like a really good football. You, 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 oh, yeah. You've done the target. Yeah. Like, that yeah, was even your target. target. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he rem- I, the chairman rang me one Monday morning. Okay. And he was like, oh, Matt Lock will take you on loan till the end of the season. Matt like, Town? Yeah, I was like, what? I just, I just like play, I played every minute. Like, what's going on here? And he was like, oh, look, you're not happy here. Your head's like still, you could have gone Kingsley, your head's at Kingsley and whatever. Yeah. I was like, even though I just got player of the month, like yeah. the month before, I was like, my head's not anywhere. I'm like, at Grand Final Concert, I'm playing here. Like, yeah, my head's not anywhere. That's the attitude to have. But basically, the manager didn't, the manager basically wanted to get me off the books. Uh, but this what new manager, manager, yeah, this new manager, mate. Okay. When I'm talking about, I'm not going to mention his name or anything. Nah, like that, but it wasn't, it wasn't the greatest of managers. He come from about four leagues below. <laughs> but he was, he was the reason he come in is because he was putting in the money himself. Wait, what? So <laughs> he had, he was like, if I'm putting in the money, I want to be manager. Why is football like this? Yeah. Why? It's it's money in it. You know what? Why it is? is football like this? Honestly. Crazy in it crazy so that, yeah that's another thing that surprised me mad yeah exactly so what? and then <laughs> he kind of what about said like look we can go i was like all right okay so i messaged ian culverhouse and said look like they're letting me go for free now yeah i was like the timing might not be great but like i'll be able to come yeah and he texted me back saying oh what are they doing this for like and then he just rang me and was like look, <laughs> we might be able to get this sorted okay like, let me speak to the chairman yeah so he spoke to the chairman uh, and then we managed to get it going. So we, first they were going to take me on loan, but Lim win yeah. the playoffs at the time. Ah. So it was like, look, if you if we make the playoffs, you won't be able to play the playoffs. So I ended up cancelling my contract at Grantham yeah. by mutual consent, and then signed yeah. at Lynn ah. until the end of the season. Okay, but like I was on like the same money, and it was like further travel. So I was yeah. like, I was probably I was probably playing at a loss. Uh, at the time, so I probably weren't making any money. I was probably losing money for travel. Mm, I can imagine two and a half. But like, I was traveling two and a half hours after training, finishing at like nine, half nine at night. But you did because of passion, like yeah. And I was traveling on my own, doing. mate. I was traveling on my own, and I knew that this is what I needed. And I was like stopping off for half an hour napping in a McDonald's car park to make hey, sure I was falling asleep when I was driving there. Let me pause you there. Any <laughs> young. Any young footballer out there, yeah, that's crying about having to take the bus to here and having to take the bus to there. Hey, you have no excuse. You yeah. have no excuse because Honestly. Ross is taking two and a half hour journeys. I go to university in Birmingham, right? 
And when I drive back to Manchester, which takes me an hour and 45, that ties me out. So to hear that this guy's taking two and a half hour journeys, uh, you have no excuse. That's no after excuse. work as well. After work, work, like, work, then drive two and a half hours. Those train, drive, training, no. drive back, work in the morning again. That's not easy. That is not yeah. easy at all. And people think, oh, it's just driving, but you got to concentrate, guys. You, you literally, <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, that's not, I, that's, that, dead. I, I rate you for that, man. Honestly, I do, because that's not easy. That is not yeah. easy. It's not great. So, but yeah, we ended up making the playoffs that year. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it was, we had to play in like a super playoff mm. final. So it was like the winners of the North versus winners of the South. Okay. And we were like the Southern section. So we played Warrington away. Oh, um, yeah, well, that's and we, Manchester, yeah, we, we won in extra time. We were 1-0 oh, wow. up, 2-1 down, scored in the 88th minute, oh. penalty or something like that. Wow. And then we went on to score the winner in extra time, make those scenes. I can imagine. <laughs> and then we went to, we went to Portugal. After, what, like, to celebrate this? To do. Yeah, to celebrate. It was mad. I'd gone to Port. I'd only been there about six weeks, seven weeks. And Bro. I've just gone to Portugal with a load of lads who I aren't leaving new. Bro, your year has just gone from like, you know, having to cope yeah. with the mental things to like, like, yeah. and <laughs> literally I, the I highs. Think, I think I've got a picture somewhere on my Facebook where that when we got promoted that day, yeah, I just, my mum and dad were there and I just sat down on the pitch. Yeah. And I just sat with my mum and we just spoke and I just, it just made me realise that. You need to send me that because that's being useful. Yeah, I'll, I'll, try, I'll try and find it. Honestly. Um, and I just remember wow. us there. We had a picture with a trophy together, me and my mum. Mm. And I just remember speaking and we were talking, saying the fact that all those hard times that I'd gone through with, the fact that I could have ended it all. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And knowing the fact that and... I made that right choice and kind of not, and been so strong, the fact that yeah. there is light at the end of the tunnel. Literally. Like, your parents have also been there every single oh, step massive. of the way. Like, That's a new massive, one. Mate. Every single step of the uh, every single step of the way they've been there. From taking you to football to being by your side where you where you're able to speak to them openly about what you're going through. Like honestly, huge, huge, huge respect for them. Huge yeah. respect. Like, now massively. you lot are now preparing, right? To obviously for promotion, where you lot are gonna come up against even tougher opposition. And was there always the fact that because Halifax were in that league, you wanted to go out there and prove Halifax wrong. You get what I'm trying to say? Well, we obviously got promoted to the National League North that season, so it was the season after. Ah, oh, we you see. Two... Yeah, we got back to back, bro. Wow, back to back. Hey, you lot, this is proper, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm really liking it. So, how did that following season go then? Like, surely, like, you must yeah, we're in so, a tough league now, so because I was kind of I went on holiday. Okay. Because I was working at school, I could only go on holiday off in the holidays. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I missed the last four preseason friendlies and training. Okay. So he got to the start of the season and I wasn't in the squad. Mm. Well, even on the bench. And the gaffer spoke to me. I was like, look, completely understand. Yeah. And obviously that was frustrating for me, but I was like, mm-hmm. patient, be patient. And yeah. normally in the past, yeah, I'd have been like spewing, I'd have been like fuming, like, I need to play. And I'd have been driving myself insane. Yeah. And I didn't want to go back to that place. Mm. And I think the one thing that stopped me going back to the place, I had, like, good people around me. So, like, people like Chris, uh, who I was working for, my boss. Yeah. Uh, another lad called Ollie, uh, who also, who's, like, he's, like, my second boss as well. Mm. Like, it's, like, us three. And them two, who I was going to work with every day, coaching with them, they were like, look, just be patient. Keep, uh, I'd do sessions with them both yeah. to keep me ticking over and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they were just keeping my head straight. 
That's great. And to know. When I got my opportunity, I just kind of took it, and I think I pl- I played centre half that year, the whole year that year. Oh. Uh, there was this big, big thing about there was a big injury crisis, and I just went and played centre half, and had a really good year that year. And obviously, fortunately, then coronavirus hit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we had some good, good results. I mean, we we beat York in front of four thousand at our place. Is that the most you've played in front of? Yeah, we played. Yeah. Yeah, we had 4,000 at your place. It was, it I've, was looked at, I've looked at quite a few of the YouTube highlights of Kingsland, and you lot do get quite a lot of fans down. Yeah, yeah, we do. It's a, it's a great fan base. Really, yeah, really I was going to say, it proper, really it proper seems like a tight-knit like, club where like the people of the area are really, really close to the football club. Yeah, well, there's there's no other real clubs in that area. So ah. You've got Norwich, and, that, and that's it. So ah. it, was, it was class, to be fair. And, I mean, that day against York, we were like kind of... We're driving down to the game, and on Twitter it was like three thousand sold, three thousand five hundred sold, and That's the number kept going up, going up. When you walked out, mate, it was class, and when we scored, it just erupted. Is 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 those moments that I really, really, yeah, I really, really want to like live in football because, like, when I hear when I hear it come out of your mouth, like, it just sounds so crazy. Like, I'm even imagining it right now, thinking like, I would love to play for the four thousand. How, how yeah, are you though? In front, how are you in front of playing a lot of fans? Like, is that uh, something that makes you quite nervous? Or? I was a little bit nervous to start with, but then when we got into the game, I was just because yeah. I had a, a weird job to do that game and mm. a bit of a tactical job to do. So it was, I was concentrating on that. But yeah, okay. I mean, the fans are really good there. They really do drive you on. No, um, you you were also saying you got a promotion that season too. Yeah. So obviously, how did that go along? So obviously, we got when that's when coronavirus hit. So we ended up getting promoted on PPG. Ah, what's the points PPG? Game? You know the points per game. Oh, so that also happens in that league. I assumed it only yeah. happened in step four of non-league football. No, so we obviously we were step two at the time. Yeah. Uh, obviously, because we played majority of the season, so they were yeah. like, "Look, we can't." We were worried that it was just going to get null and void and stuff yeah. like that. But it ended up points per game, and we ended up winning the league and getting promoted. So it was like we'd come up through the playoffs and then just. Won the league. We would blessing we in were, disguise, mate. It was mad though. This is, we were just turning up to teams. There was a part through Christmas where we weren't even training. We were just turning <laughs> up and playing and winning. But we and were just you... literally bopping teams off the park. When this promotion happened, did you guys go away again? Or, or, no, we didn't. We didn't because of coronavirus. Yeah. So we just had like a little get together in Lynn and stuff like that. So, so, so now that following season, you're actually becoming a conference national like football like you are so close to being in the football league like literally that one promotion away but I'm guessing at the same time like you de- you lot definitely like thought like this new league isn't going to be an easy job at all and how was it being playing in this sort of league now what are the different challenges that you've come up against uh, I'd say that everyone's a lot stronger fitter mm. uh, I think you get punished for your mistakes a lot more teams are a lot more clinical Wow. that's the the biggest the biggest jump. But I mean, like it was a it's been a tough year to be fair. I mean, yeah. personally, it was a bit of a shaky start. I mean, I wasn't I put too much pressure on myself in preseason. Mm. I, yeah, um, I mean, obviously we had lockdown and I come back into training and yeah, I just all of a sudden really struggled again mentally in mm. terms of with quite a lot of anxiety. Yeah, uh, but that was mainly just from pressure I was putting on myself. Yeah, so imagine. like there'll be a lot of Again, there's, this is the first time I'm speaking publicly yeah. about this as well. And the fact that I kind of... I was going into pre-season games. I was playing pre-season and I couldn't feel my legs. Wait, what? Because I'd overworked myself mentally in the car 
yeah. put so much pressure on myself. I go on the pitch in preseason, I couldn't feel my legs. And I couldn't I couldn't perform. That is so I'd be scary. overthinking things, I'd be thinking about are oh, my boots tight enough and things so like scary. this and I just couldn't could not feel my legs and I remember that coming off in a pre season so game, man. I started a pre season game and yeah. I it was like I, it was one of them where I got back to the state, the place where I needed to, the league, and I was like, I have to be starting, I have to be playing. Uh, Do you know yeah, what I mean? It just yeah, put I so it much pressure and anxiety on myself that yeah. I just couldn't perform. And I remember speaking, coming off after one game, and I spoke yeah. to the gaffer. I was like, "You're right." I was like, "Gaffer, I just can't feel my legs." And and then I remember uh, one of the directors of football, the director of football, Backy, um, yeah. texted me, said, "Look, is everything all right?" Yeah. And I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to tell him. I just said, like, look, no, it's not. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's just not. So yeah. I just went to training and we just had a chat at training and and stuff like that. And he was really good with me. And obviously he spoke to the manager. And yeah. The manager texted me that night on the way home and said, like, look, Ross, obviously I spoke to Backy and just said, look, like, we're all here for you to support you. Do you know what I mean? If you need a night mm-hmm. off training, a couple of nights off, then just let me know. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean and stuff like that and that felt really good for me because that's one thing I was really nervous about is the fact yeah. that I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want it to affect my relationship with the manager yeah. or he felt like he had to treat me differently Yeah. I see, so I just I replied and said look I appreciate that and I just don't want you to treat me any different to, to anyone else and and things like that so which was which was really pleasing and I then spoke to the, the assistant spoke to me at training the next time I was there Um. Bazza, uh, Paul Bastock, um, yeah. and he put me in touch with a guy called Dean Hooper. Okay. Uh, who now is such a good friend of mine, and he's we he basically got in touch and we we started talking, and he he's gone through a lot of he's an ex pro. Yeah. Come through the non league game, an ex pro, yeah. and he now runs a company called Football Flow. Okay. Football Flow UK, which uh, which I'm now a kind of mental health advocate for for him for their yeah. company and. He was just so good with me, and he just was there, and I could just we just talk and we'd sit and we'd chat uh, about things and just talk on the phone about how I was feeling, and he was just there to support me. That's, like, that's, he that's just honestly, me just so much, and it's, it's, yeah. I was gonna say me. it sounds like Kingsland have you know have got really like a good amount of people who who are out there to actually like put put that extra bit in for players and I, I respect I, I honestly do respect that a lot. Like the the things that you're telling me now, like people people haven't usually told me that, for example, a director of football comes and checks up and then like and he's like, oh wait, is everything going alright? Like I've 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 never really been told things like that. And so to hear to hear that, you know, they really take care of the players at, at your Yeah, no, definitely. I mean like we've we've got a, a club doctor and a club physio again who can we can talk to yeah. and, and things like that which have been really good for me but Dean's been he's been a massive influence in, in my life and my career uh, especially this year he's, respect to Dean man he's been, a, he's been an absolute legend and he's literally he's, cool. he's he was to start with he was a bit of a mentor for me okay uh, but now he's, he's a true friend no, that's uh, good. do you know what I mean and we speak every week and, and stuff like that and He's really helped me come to terms with what I've dealt with in the past and the feelings that I do feel at times. And he's there, someone who 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 I can who listens to me and listens to him, and we speak and we get things off our chest. And 
which is which is what's needed and he's yeah. really with his business now his, his organization yeah football flow is, is being there for people who do struggle mentally yeah not just in football but out of football out as well. of football too that's great you know what i mean me. because it's it's massively important and he's helped he's given me techniques to use and things yeah. like that and he's really got me on the right track and i think it's probably shown in, in my performances that they've really come on from the start of the season and I think a lot of that is down to the mental side to the game and without yeah. the support of Dean I'd, I'd have probably really really struggled but no, it's been it's been absolutely class for me and, and now I'm just kind of kicking on and we've got a good relationship and I'm kicking on with, with Lynn so it's been, it's been nah, good Big respect to Dean man Dean I know you'll be listening big respect now I wanted to talking about performances I wanted to move on to team performances now one thing that stood out to me was you guys' FA Cup run. Yeah. <laughs> that there was a big one. Like, you lot were killing it. Honestly. You lot were killing it. Best experiences ever. Honestly, like, what, Portsmouth away was it as well? Well, yeah, so, I'd never ever played against a league club. Mm. I've never played against a league club ever. Okay. And we got a bye in the first round because Notts County had COVID. Yeah. So, we got through that one. They okay. were in our, obviously in our league and we got, we drew Port Vale away. Yeah, and all the lads were like buzzing and whatever. There's a picture of you as well, like screaming at the camera. Yeah, like that. yeah. Oh, because <laughs> we'd been struggling in the league. We'd been struggling yeah. in the league massively. It was a bit of a distraction to go there. Yeah. It was. I think it was our first clean sheet of the season. Okay. And mate, we were so good that day. And yeah, one of the lads, the lad who scored the winner, Sonny Carey. Yeah. By the way, that kid's a player. Player, like, player. Player, player. Like nine, I think he's nineteen, twenty now, and mate, he's. He's going all the way, I tell you. Wow. And he scored the winner. And, mate, it was just scenes. After everyone was just so buzzing. It was, like, class. And how was it? a league club. Bonkers. Did you guys already know that who, who you were going to play next after that game? Or was it one of them was where you stayed You stayed to watch the draw? No, so we, we didn't know. But do you, do you want to know a little something funny about the Port Vale game? Go on. Right, so me, a lad called Jordan Richards. Yeah. Uh, who's a real good friend of mine at Lynn. Okay. Uh, he's a top man. Yeah. Tra- I travel in with him, so we we car share. Uh-huh. And the lad called Alex Brown, yeah, as well, who's from Chef. Okay. And uh, we played a game of odds. Have you ever played odds on? Odds on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. Odds on, yeah. So we're playing that, and because uh, I was, I think I was driving. I had, we where I coach, we coach on the sand astro surf stuff. Okay. Like the old school stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I have to. I have a pair of like, uh, grey hypervenoms that are astro trainers. Yeah. And the lads are taking the mic, so we played odds on. <laughs> Okay. To like say, right, if we get odds on, then you have to wear them to Port Vale for the game. And go oh, and I, thought, I thought you meant to play them. I was going to no, say, no, 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 not to play them, not to play them. <laughs> but like to turn up in the game and then, like, you know, when you go to look at the kit yeah, but... and wear them for that. Oh, bro, turning up with Astros, bro. <laughs> so, so I, first of all, it was going to be Richard who was going to wear them, but we didn't get odds on. Okay. So then it was my turn. Yeah. What would you guess? Odds on. <laughs> Both said the same number. <laughs> Mate, absolutely. Everyone's crying. You had to pull up to it. You had to pull up so, to a mate, game. Astros. So I've turned up. Right. And we both pulled up at the same I, time. I, I, I wish got I out of the, the car. Picture. And Richo was there, steamy, and he's laughing at me. He's oh. these Astros. <laughs> he's crying. He's pulled up with Astros, bro. Astros. Honestly. So I've walked I'm out dead. on the pitch in Astros, looking at the pitch. All the lads are laughing at how <laughs> I felt really bad. It's like a big game, but I'm there. Literally, 
But the woman Astra was like some sort of seven year old, bro. Okay, but I had, to, I had to keep to my word. And when we won, uh, keeper we had on loan, we was all jumping around celebrating in the dressing room after the game. Yeah. And one of the lads just picked my Astro up and started throwing up in the air, going, Yeah, keep up the Astros. <laughs> And stuff like that, mate. It was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. But uh, but yeah, so hilarious. We, we actually didn't know who was getting in the next round. And then that ended up in Port, Portsmouth. It's funny because my agent now, yeah, uh, he used to be a director at Portsmouth, right? Oh. So, and he's a Portsmouth fan. Yeah. And he was like, you're going to get Portsmouth, I just know it. So, and I what, before the draw? Yeah, he was just like, he's like, I can just see it happening. Oh, what the hell? So I was out for a walk uh, with my missus and the dog, and I was yeah. like, "Right, I've got, I've got to get it on my phone on BBC I play the draw." So I'm watching yeah. it on my phone on the stream. Yeah. And then I've seen it get pulled out. Portsmouth, the height, probably the highest ranked team we could have got. Yeah. League one team away, and it, oh my, I was like running down the road in the pitch black. Wow. Like, running down the road celebrating Portsmouth. That away. must have been such a feeling, bro. Honestly, it was so mad. Because that, um, that was live on TV as well, right? Yeah, it was on BT. Yeah. It was on at BBC, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it. And it was just like, mate, it was such an experience. I mean, the lad who I played against, yeah, he, uh, he played in for Republic of Ireland the week before. Oh. So I was we played against the international, Yeah, bro. played against the international. I was like, oh, it was mad. I was literally just going to get onto like, asking you like, what literally? What are the differences from oh. that one game that you see in between league plays and non-league plays? One again, you get punished even more if you make a mistake. Even more, like you make one mistake, it, it's going to punish you. Wow! Like literally, that's scary. And they were all just pure athletes and sharp and quick. Wow! And yeah, it was it was mad. Do like, you know? Because obviously, like I, I, I pray that you, you, you even get the chance to play in the Premier League. But like, doesn't that f- make you think, like, wow, what's the like, Prem like? Imagine what the Prem must be like. Yeah, scary. Honestly, scary. Wow, like the and these the and these uh players that you coming up because like these these were real like good good for good players yeah, like like league obviously league one some good yeah, top players like, in there. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Like, that's that's so scary, bro. And you see that you so see these scary. people on Twitter like saying, "Oh, like oh, I could mark him more." Like, Literally, him. No, everyone mate. on no, social mate. media is a pro no, footballer. Everyone, Honestly. as soon as they hop on Twitter, they're a pro footballer. Everyone, Crazy. man. Everyone, it's it's a whole different world when you're actually having to play against that player or, or playing that sort of environment. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like mate, they they were so good, but it's just a shame there was. There was no fans there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, after the game, I um, even though we we'd lost, I think it was six one or something like that. Mm. I, I went onto the pitch and just FaceTime like my mum, my dad, yeah. uh, just because they so could they could see obviously that yeah. was there and see the pitch and the ground and nah, honestly, FaceTime my my best mate obviously Ollie from work and Chris yeah. from work and stuff like that. And but then again, so, the whole family they helped me on the journey. They would have been watching the game as well, right? So, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely. definitely. That's definitely one way of, of, of supporting you whilst and you're good at I even business. managed to, to get the kit man to, to nick me a match ball as well. So really? Got, yeah, I've got an FA Cup match ball in my house. Do you usually do you like usually like keep little things like memorabilia? Yeah. I mean I've got obviously my two and I've got you know the time we won the league? Halifax. In the youth oh. team. Oh the youth team one. I've got my oh, youth okay. team medal from there. Got it's my link. Yeah, still got that. It's on my wall. Got oh. my two shirts from Halifax up on my wall. 
Uh, oh, my... I, I, bro, I would love yeah. to see that. I'll be so real with you. I would love to see that. Yeah, like, I've got I... my my limb medal as well. So I'm, like... I'm real big on stuff like because it's it's memories. Definitely. You know, oh, stuff I'm, to I mean, stuff to show the grandkids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Grandad Ross. Yeah, you know, mate. Honestly. We're coming towards the end of the podcast, but what I what I always like to do um, when we come towards the end is, what sort what are the sort of targets and um, sort of like challenges like you set yourself now for the upcoming season or any other future seasons? Like, what is it that you really want to set yourself, and what is it that you want to do to better yourself as a player? I think for me, I just want to play as many games as I can. Okay. At the at the highest level I can. So, yeah. I mean, I'm really obviously got a year left on my deal at Lynn. Yeah. Uh, so I really want to push on there and see what happens at the end of that. If it's, I'd love to to play in the EFL. Mm. I mean, I think that's a, a massive dream of mine to to be able to say that I've played in the EFL. Will be. Yeah. It'll make me feel as though, like you know what, like from the dream I had at seven years old, eight yeah. years old, I've yeah. I've accomplished it. You know, I've like I've I've got there. What I set out to do. And, but then when too. you get there, you kind of want to kick on again, don't you? So Definitely. I, I hear. I hear. Kinda, play as much as I can and just enjoy playing football. I hear a lot that even when players are when players are there, it's even harder to even stay, stay yeah. in the league, which is which is also something which I find quite scary. But it's a good challenge for you to take on and I definitely believe it's a challenge that you can definitely succeed. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, mate. And like I said, it's just to to really kick on and just just to enjoy it and, and definitely enjoy it and just work as hard as I can and just to become the best player that I can. Definitely. Now the last question, which you've probably heard a million times and you've probably heard this in a million other podcasts, but it's let's for any views right now watching, you know, any young kids or anyone that's wanting to be in the position that you're in now, because me personally, I think as a footballer, like the position you're in now, I would love to be in the same position as you. Like I just think playing playing in the National League or even at the high levels of non-league football is just is for me it's just honestly something I would I would love to actually get the chance in. Now what is the sort of advice you'd give up give to any any young viewers or anyone else wanting to be in your position? You know, what would you what's what are the sort of tips that you'd give them to to, to, to get to that next level? I think one thing for me is to work hard mm-hmm. and don't ever stop believing in yourself. Definitely. Definitely. I think that's the, the main thing for me is as soon as you lose that self-belief, yeah. it's game over. Oh, definitely. Like, you, you have to keep, no matter what, you keep believing in yourself and in your ability because definitely. that's one thing that will keep you going. I mean, you look at the top, I'm talking the top, top players. Yeah. They all have that self-belief. Yeah, yeah. You look yeah. at Ronaldo, he's got so much self-belief that he's a good player. Honestly. And Honestly. as soon as you lose that, you kind of, you're going down the wrong path. You need to always believe in yourself and, and just don't ever stop working hard and just have that self-belief that, you, that you're a good player and you can right. go as far as you can. That's facts, that's facts, that's facts. Just a little bit now, so I don't know if you wanted to get out there a little bit of uh, about 780 coaching, what 780 coaching is about, you know, to any to any viewers that who are probably... Want, I'm, I'm guessing that you guys work around uh, players of all ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so for so anyone, for, we, for any of the viewers who are wanting to know about 780 co- coaching before we bring this to an end? Yeah, I mean, obviously got 780 coaching. Uh, we coach ages from like seven years old all the way up to, to 16. And we've, okay. we've just, well, 18 even. We've just started a men's team as well, ah. uh, which is the next step for the young players who we bring in through to get that experience of, of men's football. And Great to hear. So we're, 
we're developing players as much as we can. We've got some good coaches and some some excellent young players who hopefully one day can can take that step. And then obviously, just I'll give a quick shout out to Football Flow. Yeah, well. yeah. D, Dean at Football Flow, uh, absolutely, absolutely top class, and got so much going on there and so much for the future. So yeah. on Instagram, it's like Football Flow UK. Uh, so much stuff on the mental side of things, mm-hmm. life and football in general, and yeah. just go and drop them a like and, and show them some support. I mean, do some great things there. Definitely, definitely. If anyone watching, give both platforms a nice little like and follow and see and see where else they can go. But honestly, Ross, bro, I enjoyed this talk like a lot. Like, no, guys, Ross Barrows over here. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Like, this is. This is something that I'm 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 definitely gonna watch over quite a lot because I think you you spoke a lot of facts here and you 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 you, you motivate me definitely so I hope that you definitely motivate any any of the reviews watching so guys Ross Barrows over here I want to say I want to tell you once again I appreciate you for the time that you've given me you know to actually have the chance and literally talk about your footballing journey the struggles and things you've gone through because that's it's definitely something that people people need to hear and i definitely believe that it will motivate a lot of people man honestly no worries, mate. thank you for having me and it's been it's been good to just get a, a good message out there to to everyone and i appreciate you having me on nah, no worries that is the end of the uh the trenches podcast here with ross barrows give it a like and follow and see you guys soon bye